What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's me, George Becknell, your host, and you're in the paint, baby. We'll be talking this week about Odell Beckham Jr. Will he be in New York next year? We'll also be talking about the Golden State Warriors. Are they done? The Cleveland Cavaliers. What you doing, baby? And we'll also talk a little bit about Johnny Manziel and Colin Kaepernick right after this. This episode of In The Paint is brought to you by 7 Stitches Lifestyle Boutique. You can shop online at www.shop7stitches.com. That's shop the number 7 stitches.com. Or in person at 415 Lee Avenue, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70501. Telephone number 337-484-3720. And look, at 7 Stitches... We don't sell clothing. We sell as lifestyle. Check us out. First things first. Former LSU Tiger, current wide receiver extraordinaire, Odell Beckham Jr. came out and said that he will hold out for a contract extension. He will not play until there's a new contract in place, which presents a problem because his team, the New York Giants, don't seem to want to pay him. Odell Beckham is scheduled to make eight-plus million dollars this year, and the Giants are using this little incident as an excuse to not want to extend his contract. Um, Most of you have seen, if not, there's been a video leaked out on the internet with Odell Beckham Jr. in the bed of a hotel room uh, with some half-naked lady and what appears to be a blunt on the bed. Um... It stirred up a little controversy. I personally don't think it's a big deal. But if it was a blunt, you can't excuse that. And you can't excuse that type of behavior. But it just seems like, to me, it's an excuse not to get his brother's money. You know, he's clearly one of the top five wide receivers in the game right now. In my opinion, he's number three right behind Julio Jones and Antonio Brown, but that's just me. So if you're the Giants, what you go do? Because a decision has to be made, and preferably it needs to be made before the season. You know, because obviously you don't want to trade the guy. When you have a talent like that, there's no kind of draft pick that you're going to receive to be able to compensate for that because there's no guarantee that anybody in this draft is going to be as talented or have as big of a as big of a potential to be able to duplicate what Odell Beckham has accomplished on the field or show what he's been able to do. You know what I mean? So I don't think that you can get compensated properly for Odell, but at the same time you got to make a move. Because Let's say let's say you just don't show your hand if you're the New York Giants, right? You could force Odell to play because I don't think in any type of situation Odell's going to sit out the whole year and not play football. So if the Giants don't pay him, 
he sits out a couple of weeks in camp, he's going to come back. But it presents a whole nother situation because if he plays the whole year and stays, remains healthy and has a big season like somebody of his caliber should have, now you risk him being an unrestricted free agent and him and he's walking for free. You you just let the a top five receiving NFL go scot free with no type of compensation. So in my opinion, that's why a decision has to be made and a decision has to be made now. The New York Giants, man, look, you got a good opportunity to get some pieces around you. You've already traded Jason Pierre Paul. You know, you it seems like they're sticking with Eli for the time being. You need Odell Beckham in the lineup. Pay the brother. Pay the man. Extend his contract. Get on with your lives and let everybody try to get better because the season you had last year was crap. And if you want to get any better, it's a good chance that you will with Odell Beckham Jr. on the field. But hey, that's just me. All right. Moving on to basketball, Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr made the comment the other day saying that he doesn't need Steph Curry to beat anybody. He feels like the roster as constructed, if if Steph Curry is out, should be able to beat any team in the NBA in the series. Now, right now, all four of the Warriors All-Stars are injured, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. But Green, Thompson, and Durant are expected to be back by April 14th at the beginning of the the postseason, right? Here's my thing. I love the fact that Steve Kerr said this. It sets an expectation. Like, is next man up? No matter what, we got superstars, we should win. Kevin Durant, in my opinion, is the second best player in the NBA behind LeBron James. But guess what? If they don't have Steph Curry, they're not going to win. Because the gap is closed. The Warriors have struggled this season based on the Warriors standard, right? Right now, they're 54-20. They haven't lost 20 games since Steve Curry has taken over. In the last couple of seasons, I don't think they've lost 20 games, including games in the playoffs. So this this team is not that dominating team, that team that overwhelming favorite to win the finals this year. But I'm going to say this though, we criticize Kevin Durant for going ahead and going to Golden State and sacrificing his legacy. And I was one of the people that did it. I was one of the main people to criticize Kevin Durant because I thought the I thought the move was weak. But if Steph Curry misses this whole playoffs, if Steph Curry is out of commission for the playoffs, then this is Kevin Durant's shot. This is the opportunity that he needed to prove himself and to validate a championship. Because quite frankly, I don't I don't think the the one last year, I wouldn't have impressed. He was on the best team in the league without him. The second best player. Added to the best player, the best team in the league should get it done. So to me, that didn't do anything for his legacy. So if Steph Curry is injured, 
This is Kevin Durant's opportunity to get that much needed notch in his resume, to define himself as one of the all-time greats because I feel like he needs that championship. So I don't think they get it done, though. I, I just really, really looking at the NBA and looking at what they have out there, this will be a dogfight to get out the West. I mean, they'll probably make it to the conference finals, but man, this Rockets team looks legit. James Harden, Chris Paul, they played out of their mind. I don't know how I don't know how they stopped this Rockets team. This Rockets team's on a mission. They're prepared. They're ready to go. Or if the Warriors do make it to the finals, there's no guarantee they'll beat whoever comes out of the East. Because the Cavaliers don't look good right now. So it could be Toronto. DeMar DeRozan looks like he's ready for big time. Kyle Lowry. What about Boston with Kyrie Irving? They look real, real good too. So this is not a cakewalk for this Warriors team this year. So Kevin Durant, this is your shot. You know, you're the second greatest player in the NBA. You got a team that's not necessarily stacked. The playing field is level. The cream should rise to the top, brother. So, I mean, there's no excuse. There's no excuse anymore. You know, I think a lot of people gave Kevin Durant a, a pass because, you know, Russell Westbrook was quote-unquote selfish. He didn't know how good Kevin Durant was or he wouldn't share the ball because he thought he was the alpha individual and all this, that, and the other. But that's not that's not here anymore, you know. You don't hear that about Klay Thompson. Draymond Green is the ultimate team guy. He'll do anything. He'll do the dirty work. He'll shoot the ball. He'll rebound the ball. He'll pass the ball, whatever the team needs. So Kevin Durant, you know, this is your golden opportunity, man. You come out, you know, let's say Steph Steph's out. Let's say he stays out. You come out, you beat the Rockets or, or hobbled Steph, can't really get – Contribute like Steph normally would. Hey Amen. You know, I, I I forgive you for going to the Warriors if that happened, man. But I don't know. Going forward, this Warriors dynasty, man, I don't know how long this lasts, even if you do call it a dynasty, um, because I feel like it was very short lived and I don't know how long it's going how long it's gonna continue on. You know. If you look at it going forward, if you don't get it done this year, with the rise of the Rockets, you know, you got Boston next year that's going to get Gordon Hayward back. Toronto's up. You know, they, they're improving. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the NBA as well. You know, how long does Golden State have to get this thing done? You know, Steph Curry's under contract till 2022. But, man, he's, about to, he's making $40 million a year. You know, Kevin Durant's in the upper 20s and Durant's only signed till next year you got Clay Thompson signed till next year who's making less than 20 million dollars a year and then you got Draymond Green signed to the year after who's also making less than 20 million dollars a year I mean how do you plan on resigning all three of those guys especially if Steph Curry is already making 40 million dollars I don't see how long they could keep this together. It just, and that's just the starters. That's the four all-stars. We're not even talking about the role players who are Andre Iguodala only got two more years left on his deal. 
you know, you, you never know. You know, the, most of the role players only have a one-year contract. I don't see them keeping this together long. So I'm curious, man, like, where do you think that this goes? How long do you think this, this lasts? I'd love to know. You know, I, I want y'all to tell me what you guys think. My Twitter is at George underscore Becknell, and my Instagram is at N underscore the underscore paint. This is an interactive show. I'd love to know what you think. Just hit me up. Tell me what it is. Tell me what it's not. How long do the Warriors have to keep this thing together? And if you consider this team a dynasty, because it was very short-lived, where do you rank this team amongst the other great teams in NBA history? Showtime Lakers, Michael and Scotty's Bulls, Kobe and Shaq Lakers, Bird Celtics, Bill Russell Celtics. Let me know what you think. I'm curious. All right. Now, since we discussed the Warriors, I thought it would only be appropriate that we discuss the team that they played in the finals over the last three years, Cleveland Cavaliers. And I don't know what's going on with these guys. Last night, these guys go to Miami and get blown out by the Miami Heat featuring an old version of D-Wade, right? Now, granted, this whole year, LeBron has been playing out of his mind. You know, in his 15th year, it's looking like he's still in his prime. Like, his prime has no signs of slowing down anytime soon, right? You got to wonder when Father Time is going to come in and slow him down. But I don't see any signs of that. He's averaging a triple-double since February. The, the man has been balling. But, but this Cavaliers team has been so inconsistent. So last week, the Cavaliers sent a message to the Toronto Raptors. It was a big win for the Cavaliers at home. They beat the Raptors in a game that came down to the line. They came to the end of the game, right? Down the stretch, LeBron James was dominant, and he dominated DeMar DeRozan, who's an all-star in his own right, one of the young and upcoming stars and the leader of the Toronto Raptors. So in my mind, I took that as, hey, Raptors, look, we see you, but guess what? The East is still mine, right? So they, they, they go on a five-game winning streak, and they come back and get killed against, uh, against this Heat team. I just don't understand what's going on in Cleveland. LeBron's playing out of his mind, but this team is inconsistent. I would not be surprised if they don't make it to the finals this year. So, you know, I'm kind of low-key excited at the possibility that neither the Warriors or the Cavaliers might be in the NBA Finals, you know. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to a postseason where we don't necessarily know who's going to make it to the finals before the postseason starts. So I'm excited. But Cleveland, man, you got to get it together. Kevin Love, I know you took an elbow to the mouth. You've been playing well since you came back from injury. You got to be healthy and you got to be ready. This is your chance to ride shotgun in, in LeBron's playoff truck. You the second you the second in command now, brother. What you going to do? Well, we'll see. He's the key. 
if Kevin Love can give an all-star effort in these playoffs, Cavaliers might have a shot. If not, I don't care how good LeBron's playing. They're done. All right, back to football. A topic I find to be really, really interesting. There's two quarterbacks that's out of that's out of a job right now that's on the street. Um, Johnny Manziel and Colin Kaepernick. Now, these guys have absolutely nothing in common except the fact that they play quarterback, right? Um, I've seen videos of both of those guys working out. I know Johnny Manziel is really trying to get back in the NFL. Um, I'm not sure if Kaepernick is trying as hard. Um, I have seen videos surface to where he's working out, he's throwing the football, he's throwing random routes, and he's looking sharp. But both of these gentlemen are out the league for completely different reasons. Um, Johnny Manziel, on one hand, was a first-round draft pick, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he was a quarterback in Cleveland. And his life off the field, he was irresponsible off of the field. And that's ultimately what drove him out of football. Um, the partying, the drinking, the women, he just couldn't handle it. So, you know, he's out of football right now. Um, it's not because of his talent, but he didn't prove anything either. Then you got a guy, uh, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick started kneeling during the national anthem as a protest of racial injustice in America. And a lot of people took offense to that. Um, a lot of people, including uh, President Trump, saw Colin Kaepernick's silent protest as unpatriotic, which started a lot of protesting in the league by other players during the national anthem. Now, Colin Kaepernick found himself out of the NFL shortly after that. So regardless of where you feel on the on the topic, if you're one of the people that feel like the NFL protest was unpatriotic and you're boycotting, watching the league, or if you supported Colin Kaepernick in his protests, you were boycotting because he was out of the NFL for reasons other than him being a bad quarterback, quote-unquote. Um, so, Colin Kaepernick affected the bottom line of the NFL. The, the ratings were clearly down. So, I believe Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed. I said all that to say this. Despite Colin Kaepernick being a solid NFL quarterback, and look, you're never going to hear me say that he's a definitive starting quarterback in the NFL because I'm not so sure that that's true. But, I mean, he's definitely one of the 60 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Dude needs to be on the roster somewhere, in my opinion. Um, he's proven himself in the league. I thought even in his last year, he played well. I don't think he played great, but he definitely didn't play bad. Um, he's been to the Super Bowl before, led a team to the Super Bowl. I think the brothers proved himself and could be a good quarterback in the league. But despite all that, Johnny Manziel will get an opportunity before Colin Kaepernick. That's just my opinion. I'd rather have Colin Kaepernick on my roster, um, but Johnny Manziel will probably get 
a shot first. I don't really see either one of these brothers playing the NFL next year, but it's an interesting topic. But I want to know what you guys think. I've dropped my Twitter. I've also dropped my Instagram. Both are being in the description of the show. This is an interactive show. Let me know what you think. Who plays first? Who has another shot in the NFL? Colin Kaepernick or Johnny Football? You let me know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I had on my mind. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed the show. It's always my intent that you picked up a little something extra and that you enjoyed yourself. So if there's something that I didn't cover or there's something that you want to debate me on or there's something you want to ask me to elaborate on, please feel free. Once again, my Instagram is at N underscore the underscore paint and my Twitter is at George underscore Becknell. Please feel free. And look, I'd love to hear your feedback. I appreciate the support. And look, keep listening. Hit subscribe if you hadn't hit it already. And I'll see you next week in the paint. Mm -hmm.